The Cardinals have six quarterbacks on the roster. Which two or three make the 53-man roster? It is an excellent question. Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. Darren Urban joins me. Teams must reduce their rosters by Tuesday. So what exactly are the Cardinals going to do? Our thoughts. Plus, we look back at preseason finale at the Vikings. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 666, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Buda Baker, what heart, what threat. This guy's unbelievable. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, half a five. He's in again. Some more Murray magic. Wow. Here's Craig Grealoux. So before we get into everyone's favorite subjects, and that would be QB1, how was Minnesota, Darren? That was lovely. That's Minnesota nice there, Craig. Have you never heard that? No. I've, they you, say that? that you never that heard slogan? Minnesota no. nice? It's it's not a slogan per se, but it is a thing where the nice people of Minnesota host host whoever wants to come in. So okay. yeah, not heard that before. All right, yeah. did you meet many nice Minnesota people outside of Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, I mean to be honest, I probably didn't have a whole lot. I mean the the wait staff at a couple <laughs> restaurants I went to, I guess, were fine. Didn't didn't spend a lot of time around uh, non cardinal people, to be honest. Good to see Fitz. I noticed yeah. he was, oh, no. it was very nice. neutral probably, colors. Although. I probably should have spent more time watching practice on Wednesday <laughs> instead of talking to Fitz. Come on. It's Larry Fitzgerald. That's true. And in Wednesday's practice, as we've documented, it probably wasn't worth watching. I Thursday's saw, practice I saw enough better. of it that I, I got a good gist of what was going on Wednesday. Yeah. What about Saturday's dramatic comeback <sighs> from 14 down? All right. I'm being facetious just a little bit. I mean, again, you never want to – blow off a, a chance to get a win. I, I, the fact that they got behind so big so early um, and then able were able to like make sure that they didn't get really stomped from that point, which could have been something, I, I think does mean something even for the guys that are at the end of the roster. I, I'll be curious to know how many people that played in that game ultimately make this team. 18-17 the final, and I went through – everyone who did not play in that game. And as you noted on azcardinals.com, the only quote-unquote starter, according to the depth chart, who played, Chris Barnes. Now, do we read into that because Josh Woods didn't play? I don't know. Somebody's got to play, Craig. That's That's true. But it was interesting in who did and who didn't. Keetrell Clark didn't play. Michael Wilson didn't play. Victor Dumukeji didn't play, which I found interesting. My Jay Sanders, is he healthy? He was not on the football field. Those two, to me, especially in that room, they need reps. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the Dumukeji thing was a little interesting to me. What what exactly does that mean? The My Jay Sanders thing doesn't totally surprise me. He's been banged up, and you don't know the extent of where he is. And that's the other thing about you know looking at those who played and didn't play it's important to know who's healthy and who's not like we we know that Keetra Clark is healthy we know Michael Wilson is healthy so that means a little bit more when other guys aren't playing I mean for all we know Victor DiMukeji was banged up uh and in one of the practices we don't know um so that's that's part of it um but it, it does say a lot when you're talking about 
you know, who's playing in that last preseason game and who's playing a lot of snaps and, you know, who has to be out there. 90 players plus Bernard Sykovic, so let's go with 91. And you need to get down to 50. Are, are they at 91? Yes. I double-checked. They're at 91 if you count Bernhard, yeah. Even after trading two and only getting one back? Yeah, I did the math. I did all the adding and subtracting, yeah. Okay. Um, but 53 is the number that you need to be. Correct. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Now, I don't know when we'll know who is and who isn't. Stuff has already started to leak around the league. In fact, teams on Sunday started making, whether you're releasing a player or waving a player, but historically this team, Darren, waits until what? Tuesday about 3.30, 3.45, 4 o'clock. Yeah, it'll be something like that. It'll be, I, I, I believe, A, there'll be some names that leak out because what happens is when a player gets released, an agent is going to want to let the world know that his guy is going to be out there. So I do think some of the names will leak, not all of them will leak. Um, and then, yeah, even though it's got to be in at 1 p.m., I believe that it'll be a couple – two, three hours before this team officially puts anything out there. And then and then you go through the waiver claim situation, which obviously if, if you claim, let's say you claim four guys and you're awarded four claimed guys, then you got to find four guys on your, your initial 53 to cut to bring in those four guys. So there's a lot of moving parts in the next couple of days, and I think we're going to get a lot of moving parts. And if you do claim a guy, as you and I discussed before we hit the air here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, you better be sure you want that player. Because it's not just taking up a roster spot, it's taking up a roster spot for the first three weeks of the regular season. So you have to either have some familiarity, you watch them on tape, you scatter them in college or whatever, because it's not just a one and done or, well, we'll think about it, and then the next day you get rid of them. It's three weeks into the regular season. And I know this team has already been, I mean, last week was already making sure they had a ready list of, let's say, guys that they – because every team does this. You go through all the rosters and you try and guesstimate who might be on – the waiver wire who might be coming out. So they've already, they've already done the studies in terms of, I mean, obviously you don't know for sure and there's going to be some surprises, but generally um, they try and come up with a ready list of guys that are on the fringe of who they would want to pick up if they became available. And again, we'll see what happens. They've got the third waiver claim, which means the, the, the way it works is this anybody being cut now and some guys have already been cut. um, But in this particular case, usually it's 24 hours. In this particular case, every guy doesn't go through the waiver claim thing until the 1 o'clock on Tuesday, Arizona time. And then it's 20 – I don't know if it's 24 hours from them. It might be a shorter period of time. But um, I think all the waiver claims have to be in at like 9 a.m. Arizona time by Wednesday. So it's it's a very quick turnaround. And then and then you start sorting it out. And if – if, you, if the Cardinals put in a claim for a player and the Texans or the Bears, or not the Texans, no, it is the Texans, the Texans or the Bears don't claim that same player, then they're going to get awarded that player. Then they got to figure that out. And even if the Cardinals claim four or five players, they could have submitted a claim for up to 10, 12 players, but we might not know because the two teams ahead of them claimed Took the same and, guy. So that's. 
But sometimes that will always maybe leak out, hey, so-and-so also claimed X, Y, and Z, or this Possibly. player had multiple teams interested. It just depends on what the, what the league is willing to put out there or all that stuff. The big question, though, and it's what we've been discussing basically all offseason, but it really hit a heightened point on Thursday, is what does this team do at the quarterback position? Right now, there are six quarterbacks on the roster. How many do you think, Not forget the names right now, six quarterbacks, how many make the 53-man roster? Do you think they'll go three or maybe roll the dice with two? I think they go three. Okay. I think they go three, and I, I think, and I don't know this, but I think they go three, and I think Kyler Murray ends up on the pup list. I agree with that. K1 is not one of those three. He'll miss the first four weeks and then perhaps more because he needs to practice before he returns. And then I'm going to go out on a limb. Jeff Driscoll is not making this team based Boy, on the really fact. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm living on the edge there. I am. Craig. The fact that we did not see him at all in the preseason. All right, so we went from six to four. Okay. We're keeping three of the four. Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, David Blau, and the new guy, Josh Dobbs. Yes. Which three are you keeping if you're the general manager? I mean, here's the problem. We don't have all the information. We don't know what they're basing it on. And and to me, really, it's – I think Dobbs is on this team. You don't spend a fifth-round pick and not keep him. And I think Clayton Toon's on this team. So then it comes down to Blau or McCoy. And in most – I assume it's McCoy, but – did they go get Dobbs because of where Colt McCoy is right now, or did they get him just because they felt like they wanted another veteran and, and maybe they didn't have that guy and Kyler's going to be out a while? I don't know. And we're not really going to know. So I think it's fair to speculate that they're not sure if they're going to keep McCoy, and I think it's fair to speculate that Colt McCoy is still your starter and you just wanted one more veteran on the roster. The Dobbs equation or question in this is interesting because post game and no it wasn't wasn't even post game it was on the broadcast Monty Austinfort talking with Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley mentioned that this opportunity presented itself the word out of Cleveland is that they were caught off guard the Cardinals picked up the phone and said hey we want Josh Dobbs who you just named your backup so now, maybe it's more semantics presented itself. I think it was more the Cardinals looking. So if we're going to go by that. It sure feels that way. That they were not quite happy with what they had currently available if you take Kyler out of the equation. Joshua Dobbs was a guy who they apparently looked into signing in the spring. The Browns basically threw more money at Josh Dobbs, so he went back to Cleveland for a second time. But um, it was a it was a player that they looked at having and I'm assuming we don't know exactly what the timeline is but we're, I'm assuming that timeline is before they brought back David Blau so they they would have had Dobbs instead of Blau I'm guessing and then that didn't quite work out so they went they kept they ended up deciding to keep David Blau but um yeah I I I think you're 100% I mean the, the way it worked out for Cleveland where they're cutting another guy and all of a sudden they're pulling him back of waivers that doesn't that doesn't feel like hey we're going to shop this guy. Uh, and then all of a sudden this happened. I mean, I guess suppose I guess it could have that they could have been shopping him, and the last second the Cardinals said, hey, you know what, we, we would like him. And by that time they had already said they were going to put the other guy on waivers. I don't know. 
But it, yes, I agree with you. It feels like the Cardinals were the ones that maybe calling around and 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 seeing what what might work. But who knows? Josh Dobbs is going to be one of the three quarterbacks on this team. Got to be, and that's a hundred percent certainty. Now, I can make a case for the other three to keep or not. And I'm in agreement with you that I do believe it's Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, and Josh Dobbs in whatever particular order because I don't think we're going to know what order it is until week one. Correct. I mean, as far as, heck, it might have been even your question post-game to Jonathan Gannon, and he answered no starters named when specifically asked about who your starting quarterback is. So I don't think if you're not going to make that announcement Saturday, you're not going to make that announcement Like the until. Texans did with C.J. Stroud. Yes. Like, I believe every team has named their starter <laughs> at this point, correct? Except for every the Every team? Whoa. So 31 out of 32 teams. I, I think so. I, I would that have would to be look. fascinating. I mean, are you? Would you be that surprised? That third? No, the fact that the Cardinals haven't that that would be the surprise is like you got 31 out of 32, and well, here's why here's, is why is why is the 32nd team here's, not making the announcement? Here's where we're getting the semantics, though. Do have they not named it publicly, or have they not named it? I th- I think we don't know that. It's very possible they know who their starting quarterback is going to be. He just Jonathan Gannon just doesn't want to tell anybody. See, I would have thought I and I did think that until Thursday's news that Josh Dobbs was now part of that quarterback conversation because I always thought it was more coach speak. Colts going to be the guy until Kyler comes back, and I don't think. And this goes back. All right, so Josh Dobbs is on this team. Colt McCoy, he has not done anything to say I'm the guy, meaning. Slam the door shut. I can handle however long Kyler Murray is going to be out, whether that is four weeks, six weeks, seven, eight weeks. He has not done that. Now, based off what you've seen, devil's advocate, do you get rid of Colt McCoy? You're not – it's not so much the money on the cap. Forget forget the dead – this team has so much cap space that that's not – even correct. a consideration. You're correct. It's whatever dollars you're saving. And Colt McCoy had six of his seven and a half million dollars of salary, the two-year contract, guaranteed at signing. So you're only, I wouldn't say you're only saving, but you're saving a million and a half by getting rid right. of Colt. No, no, I, I agree that it has nothing to do with money at this point. If you, if you have determined that Colt McCoy at age 36, 37. Sounds about right. Um, physically cannot do what you need him to do that would be the reason that I would move on I it would be weird to me if he would have taken he would have been first string basically all through camp and then all of a sudden at the very end you're like we'd rather have David Blau that seems strange to me to me as well but I I don't know by, excuse me, McCoy, by the way, 37 on September 5th. Okay. So his birthday is coming up. Hope you get something for him. <laughs> Provided he's still sure. on the roster. I will, I will do that, sure. It would be odd. What, what do you get a guy named Colt, really? For the man who has everything? I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, Maybe a roster spot. Do we need well, to, <laughs> we, need to, okay. we need to guarantee a roster spot for Colt McCoy. Uh, it, it would be odd because he has been the number one guy throughout the offseason training camp. Pre-s- he has been the guy. And it would be late in the day, so to speak, to just say, all right, we're going to go a different direction. I mean, even in practice last week in Minnesota, he was still basically taking the first team reps. I know Clayton Toon did get some, but Clay- Colt McCoy was still getting the first team reps. And there were only two practices 
at State Farm Stadium in which Colt was given the day off, in which he was just going through the motions and pointing. So this narrative that... And, and even then, he wasn't really given the day off. He was still, yeah, he was participating in everything. It wasn't like a close Kingsbury day off. He wasn't throwing. Yeah, he was Now, there's been no indication outside of the plan that they have for him that his elbow is an issue, which, according to him, he had, I believe he admitted that he had surgery on that elbow in the offseason. So, does he have the arm strength? Again, that's, from what we've seen, I think he's okay being your guy. Now, Clayton Toon. Who for heard a, of him. For a while, everyone wanted him to be the guy. I don't think he's done anything to where you're comfortable in playing him week one as your starter. Question is, are you comfortable in him being one snap away, perhaps even the second offensive snap of the game week one in Washington, to be the backup? Well, here's, here's where the Dobbs thing gets interesting. Did they get Josh Dobbs because of Colt McCoy, or did they get Josh Dobbs because of Clayton Toon? We don't know. And I don't know if we'll ever know that. We we keep talking about all this stuff, but maybe about Colt McCoy, but maybe this has to do more of like, okay, we, we like some of the things Clayton Toon is doing, but we we can't be in a situation where if Colt gets hurt, Clayton Toon's the guy we gotta turn to right now. I would agree with that. And maybe you look at all right, now it's Clayton Toon can't be our backup. He becomes our third quarterback. We need someone else. So it becomes David Blau versus Josh Dobbs as far as who you're comfortable with having as your backup and perhaps that backup during however long Kyler's out could supplant Colt as your starter. Sure. I mean, again, I, I think it's clear that they had interest in Joshua Dobbs. So, you know, I'm not ruling anything out. It could be about McCoy. It could be about – it could be about – Clayton Toon it could be about Joshua Dobbs and like okay we after going through all this camp we we god we wish we could have had him let's try one more time to try and get him oh we can get him well maybe maybe after a couple weeks he will be up to date enough where we can put him in the lineup throughout the scenario potentially getting rid of Colt McCoy what about the unlikely scenario that of the four Clayton Toon is the odd man out and you release someone that you have high expectations for who has looked good, he's flashed, but he's a fifth-round pick. He's obviously not ready. No way. And you slot. No well, way. I, I, I agree with you, Darren. I'm just giving everyone the scenario here. Play with me here a little bit. All just right, a little bit. Let's have some right. fun here on Cardinals Cover 2 on a Monday. All right. So you think perhaps you can slide them onto the practice squad. Because as we discussed, if you claim someone, you have to put them on your active roster for three weeks. Yeah. Is there another team around the league that had as high a grade on Clayton Toon as the Arizona Cardinals to claim him to be your backup or third string quarterback for the first three weeks? I guarantee you he would be claimed by somebody. You're guaranteeing that. I would guarantee you that. Okay. To stash him for three weeks as your inactive third quarterback? Yeah. I just don't. I mean, again, I'll be honest. I did not watch Clayton Toon in college. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have that. That's all I'm basing off of is practice and game tape. And yeah, he's got the mobility that you like in a quarterback, much more mobile than a Colt McCoy. He's got some arm strength, but too many times he's overthrowing, underthrowing. He's, he's a rookie. Yeah, I know. That's okay. And that's why I don't think he's ready to be your right, starter. I get it. And I don't even know if he's ready to be your backup quarterback. I don't. I don't know that either. But I do know for a fact in my head that there's no way he goes unclaimed if you were to cut him. No way. 
And even if he was and you got him onto your practice squad, he is eligible to be taken by any team at any time. That's true. Signed off the practice squad. Yes. Yes. There's no way. There's no way. Because that is the game that you play now if you're trying to release someone because you don't quite have the numbers to keep everyone. Correct. And you still like ex-young player at wide receiver, outside linebacker, and you're like, we can develop. We see something. We just don't have the room right now. And you slide them on to waivers because, hey, there's no way this guy's going to get claimed. And sometimes they slide through. Other times they don't. But I don't know. I'm, I, I tend to lean more towards you that Clayton Toon would get claimed. But there is a part of me wondering, okay, have you seen enough in preseason games if you're 31 other teams out there? Like, okay, he's better than what we have already in our room. You, you literally have doubt about that? There's a small little percent. Oh, no way. Because you went 100%. There's, I don't know if I'm at 100%. There's 31 other teams. I guarantee you there's at least one other team that would be willing to pick them. And up. all it takes is one. Yeah, you're crazy. Okay. You're and there's, absolutely there's crazy. Part, and it's, you might very well be correct in that. I just Again, all it is. Fans, and I'm not saying he's ready to start. I'm not saying he's ready to back up. But you are legit crazy if you don't think if you put him on waivers, he's not going to get picked up by somebody. It was just something that I thought about another scenario. And I just wanted to throw it out there. Maybe that's, it would have been better all. if you came to Minnesota, Craig, because you obviously had too much time to think. Wow. You could have brought me to Minnesota. I could have. No, I couldn't. I don't no. have that kind of pull. Wait a second. As we'd established on the pregame show, <laughs> I'm powerful. Darren uh, Urban. Yeah, yeah. Context matters. Not really. I don't even remember <laughs> what I said that about either. Oh, I'm sure it was brilliant. All right, let's continue. Forget the quarterback position here as far as players that you think perhaps, whether it was in the joint practices, and I don't even know if one game can matter much as far as someone playing their way on or off the roster, unless you're Isaiah Simmons. But what we saw Saturday in Minnesota as far as Jesse Lucetta playing fullback, edge rusher, special teams, and then Zach McLeod, who did his best Vontarius Dora impersonation with three sacks. I don't believe he's going to make the roster. But he might have made the practice squad. Yes. Though. And all of a sudden, hey, you know what? That might be someone that we know will be able to go through waivers unclaimed. You just was signed, what was it, Tuesday before the yeah. team left or arrived with Minnesota when the team arrived. But Jesse Lucetta, did he do enough? Was he showcased? based off, hey, maybe this is a wrinkle, or was it because you had no Zach Gertz, you had no Trey McBride, and you had no Jeff Swain, that the Lucetta fullback role was going to be a tight end during the regular season? Possible, but I do think Jesse Lucetta has done enough all the way around to earn a spot on this team. I, I truly believe he'll be part of the 53. I think Lecky Fotu, the defensive lineman, has done enough, and he didn't play, and he's healthy, and I think that's because he's shown enough. I think he's made this team. Um, trying to think of other bubble people that uh, the part of the problem is like I think we're going to see Lucky Foto this season. I think we're going to see Jesse Lucetta this season. Like some of the other guys that might have snuck onto the roster, those are those possibly could end up being whether it's uh, Noah Tongiai or Blake Whitehart. I think one of those two guys probably makes the roster. But how are, much do you see are they going to stay there? when you start making waiver claims, I don't know about that. Or even if they're 
active on game day. They just could be healthy scratches. Right, unless, but, uh, but if we're talking them. about the roster right now, I don't, I'm not even going to talk about who's active on game day. I'm just talking about being on the 53 by the time they go to Washington. Because, again, making this initial 53 on Tuesday might not stay there when they start making waiver claims. Running back. James Conner, Keontae Ingram, and then who? Or is that a position to where I think that's much still more a position. of a waiver claim? I think that could be a waiver claim. I, I think Corey Clement has done everything he could possibly do. I think he's shown up in pass protection. I thought he ran the ball pretty well in the preseason, definitely on Saturday. Now I know it's against deeper backups, but um, – but I think that's a, a waiver claim potential. Um, trying to think, a cornerback is absolutely waiver claim possibility. And then the other question is, do you have any any veterans on this team or players that you might want to still trade? Could they trade somebody besides Simmons and Josh Jones? Oh, I don't think there's any question, especially if you leak word, i.e. what the Raiders did with Rodney Hudson, where, hey – we're going to release this player, and then all of a sudden it's not quite on the wire, but you make it known that this player is available, and all of a sudden that drums up interest to where you get something, even if it is sixth or seventh round yeah, pick. Anything you're getting this weekend in trade is yeah. going to be sixth or seventh But round you're pick. getting something as opposed to just letting them walk out the door. Which, man, I don't want to be collecting too many seventh-round picks. That makes me a long <laughs> I thought about that. Thing. I thought about that on Thursday as far as – Got two. Now, wait a second. We're getting way too – because that's a selfish reason for the media because Saturday, day three of the draft is already long enough to where – actually, you know what? This front office, it doesn't matter because they speak when the round was over with, when the draft was complete. Mm -hmm. Years prior, we were getting mid-round updates or as far as availability. That's – maybe that doesn't matter anymore. Maybe not. By the way, the injuries – John Gaines, Dennis Daly. Yeah, not good. It didn't look good. I mean, I good. don't know. No, but I mean, when you're when you need help to get off the field, and that's you know, even if it is a two or a three week injury, now all of a sudden is okay. Well, you put them on IR now; they're done for the season. Put them on the fifty three, and then put them on IR. Then now it's just four games. Correct, but that also means you have to cut two more people. And hope they clear waivers and then hope to bring them back. Now, that's another – that's actually – that could end up helping them in the waiver thing. If you think you're, they're going to have to go on IR and you know you're going to be claiming waiver guys, then that actually makes it easier for you because then if you – then two of the guys that you claim off waivers, you're not actually cutting anybody. You're just putting guys on IR. With Gaines, who was basically – what was it? The second, second offensive snap of the game gets hurt. And then, Both of them got rolled up on. I think Gaines got friendly fired by Keontre Ingram's helmet, and then somebody else got got to Daly. Maybe it wasn't friendly fire for Daly, but they were both rolled up on. And I, both those guys, I think, not only were going to make the team, but I think both those guys were expected to be active on game days. Well, Gaines is your backup center, and Daly can play along the entire offensive yes. line, so that versatility helps. But if you don't have a John Gaines – does Pat Elfline make the team? He's been hurt, but he's been your third center. Lucita Smith saw some center action on Saturday. Or is that a, a, a lot? So, or is that a position you're getting on a waiver? Marquise Hayes is his spot on this. That's team? a good question. Because he's played a lot of football, and some good and some not good. But like, I 
I can see why you'd be interested in keeping that guy. And I don't know if you cut him if he's going to be slipping through waivers. Typically, it's how many offensive linemen does a team, not for game day, nine, ten offensive linemen? On game day? No, 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 no. Oh. On your on your 53. Yeah, I would say nine or ten. Nine or ten. And then it's seven or but eight you can, active. If Yeah. Well, yes, it's nine or ten. Uh, you you have eight now to be active to be able to use your both those extra practice squad call ups. If you have eight offensive linemen, you can have forty eight guys available on game day. Plus, now if you have a third quarterback, you can make him inactive too. Defensive line, I think that's another position where this team might look to add outside of your first three, which I think right now is lucky food to Jonathan Ledbetter and L.J. Collier. Yes, and I would also say that those guys all had, especially Collier and Fotu, really impressed me in training camp. Now, with Collier, you always knew he had talent. The question was, was he going to consistently perform? And that'd be one of those things where a change of scenery does benefit the player. You would hope, yes. And I, I think that's what the Cardinals are, are hoping, and then it's up to the player to go and show what they're capable of doing, and I think Collier has done that. Plus, again, he's he's great for us in the media. And again, going back to being selfish, we need guys in that locker room that, sure, that can play well, but also make things fun and entertaining for us. i got to be honest, I was gone that whole week, and I was hoping you were going to personally grow a little bit, Craig. And no, you're still very <laughs> selfish. I have learned from the best. You have, if you have taught me nothing at all, Darren Urban, it is to be just a little bit selfish. A little bit. Just a little bit, just for undoing. So how busy do you think your life is going to be over the next – because Thursday was, what, maybe the one of the busier days you've ever had as far as a practice plus three trades that maybe – and came out just two in, of the three. Yeah. You weren't quite two of the three. Maybe you didn't quite anticipate. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, that was quite the day. It was definitely it went by fast. When you got that much stuff going on, the day goes by fast. I, I I don't. I think this team is going to be very busy. I think Tuesday is going to be interesting as we see some of the names leak out. I'm curious to see what names leak out i still think there could be a surprise or two that do, that are isn't on this team whether they trade them away or they just release them um, not sure who that would be yet but possible um and again the waiver claims are going to be fascinating and like we said that what ends up happening with daily and gains are going to be a huge thing i mean i don't think i, I i'm certainly you're probably certainly hoping that it's not so serious that you're going to lose them for a month or more but it's possible knee with gains and an ankle with with daily and uh, but again, if that's what happens, then you get a little bit more leeway in terms of your waiver claims uh, and keeping them, knowing that you're going to end up having to make move guys off the roster anyways. And bottom line is for those that do survive Tuesday and are practicing this week, I would never get comfortable until maybe next week going into week one. I think it's fair to say, as Zach Pascal said the other day, you're you're always going to be uncomfortable. He said that Wednesday after practice. This whole year is going to be uncomfortable. I believe the word was uncomfortability. Possible. Which I think he made up a word. No, I think that's is that a word? word. I think it is a word. Okay. But I, I, I think it's fair to say that Jonathan Gannon has made a lot of things uncomfortable. That would be fair. Across the board. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Thank you. 
Did you have time to unpack for Minnesota and you're all good for the regular season? Yes, you're ready? Yes. Labor Day weekend can't get here quick enough for you? I mean, again, we only get the that, By the way, that, that's the benefit of this losing a fourth preseason game is that Labor Day weekend is actually a weekend that you don't have to yes. stress about waiting for a press release or some booths being made. It, it used Knock to be, on wood. That it that used that. to be four-day weekend, and I got one day out of it. Now I get three days out of it. But this team will still practice on Labor Day, so it'll be still be a work day on Monday. But, yeah, it'll be nice to, to have the cuts on Tuesday, the waiver claims on Wednesday, so that you're – by the time you get to Friday, you can actually relax a little bit, kind of. But you never really do relax. I, I probably don't. No, 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 you do not. We appreciate you laboring here with us on this Monday. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro, our associate producer, Cody Fincher. For Darren Urban, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.